talk to you today, and I just want you to go to um, Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to go from there. Matthew chapter 11, I just want to talk to you about just coming to him, just going to the Lord, and uh, there's really nothing else to preach on, on the planet other than coming to Jesus, amen, and so we may be in here, and and if you're, um, if it's your first time here, and you're done before we are, because we we tend, I don't, I'm not in a hurry, okay? I'm just going to tell you that right out the gate. It's 5.15. I'll check myself, but I'm not in a hurry. We're never in a hurry in this place, and we're going to preach the word and then go for it with, with the Holy Ghost after and believe that no one leaves. If, if you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you. Amen? And most churches don't do that. I don't think that there's a lot of churches that do that, but we're going to continue to do that, and we're going to continue to make room for the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to talk to you about coming to the Lord and, and just understanding and knowing in this hour what he's doing. Because if I, if, if I just begin to think in the era that we live in now, we live in, in the kingdom, God's increasing the kingdom in the earth. That doesn't mean I don't believe that we'll eventually take over and Jesus doesn't come. I believe that the kingdom is here now. The kingdom's in you. The kingdom of God is, is upon your life. And Jesus came to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And so as we, as we engage with the word today, I want your eyes to be opened. I want your eyes to be uh, enlightened. And I want your heart to be wide open. So I'm going to pray right now. I know we've, we've been in worship, but I'm going to pray that any blindness, any deafness comes off of us, that we can receive fully the word of God. All right? So, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, Father, for the fire of heaven that just brings us into a place with you. Lord, I pray that you convict our hearts. Lord, I pray that you, you, you put grace upon us. Lord, I pray for rest upon us. Whatever it looks like, whatever we need today, God, we come into alignment with that place. And, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're doing amazing things in the earth. And so, Holy Spirit, we're just asking right now that the word would be open and alive to us. Jesus, you, I thank you that you're walking in this room right now. Your spirit is in this room. You're in everyone that's in this room that knows you, that loves you. And, Father, I thank you that you're going to open up the word right now. The eyes of our hearts are open right now in Jesus' name, and that we hear and that we see what you're doing in this hour, in Jesus' name. So I, I feel like the Spirit of God wanted me to just touch on, on some things today, because as we come in to this time, you know, globally things are kind of crazy, and, and I know we think things are going to go back to normal, but there's, there's things that are happening in the earth that the Spirit of God wants you to be awakened to, and that the kingdom realm would move in your life in such a way that you would be absolutely awake to what he's doing. Not woke, awake to what he's doing. And so we have to come into that place where we're participating and we're coming to the Lord. And, and, and really, this is the main thing. We want to come to Jesus. Jesus has the answer for everything that we need. For everything that we need. And, and I just want to look at this portion of Scripture. We'll go into the book of John. 
and I'm going to take a drink of water. But if you're, how many are in Matthew 11? All right. <clears throat> Word. <clears throat> And I just want you to see what's happening here. So I'm going to kind of preach my way through the whole chapter. And and I'm just going to highlight certain verses. Because I feel like there's there's something that's happening even in, in the greater body of Christ that we do not discern. We do not understand. And most of us don't have a clue of what God's doing. And when he is doing something, we can't discern uh, what he's doing and how he's doing it. And I'm saying this to, to just get our eyes focused so that we can hear the voice of the Lord. The Bible continually tells us that he who has an ear, let him hear. And our ears must be open to what God's doing in this hour. And so there is a move of God happening right now. God is moving in the earth. And it may just be through a remnant. It may be through a few. It may not be through the entire body. And I'm, and I'm telling you because things, people can, we can run after things and not even know. And I notice in the region, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. I'm going to step out and say this. Because there has to be apostolic authority. There has to be, and I'm, I'm not calling myself an apostle. But I do believe that God is releasing the apostolic authority on the church now. So that it is so important that we know where we are and where we're going. And that means that we follow after the true move. Throughout uh, Paul's writings, we always see that there's, a, there's a, a false and a true. There's false and true teachers. There's false and true apostles. There's false and true evangelists. There's false and true prophets. All this, you know, we go back and forth and we see all these things happening in, in Scripture and it's happening right now. The Antichrist is already moving in the earth. The spirit of Antichrist. Not a person, but the spirit of. Okay? And so... All of us have to come into alignment with what the Spirit of God is saying in this hour. And I just want you to look because even John the Baptist, while there was a fresh move of God happening, he couldn't even discern, even though he was the one that was to bring in this move of God. Even though he was the one. He was the one called to go before the Lord, to prepare the way, and he could not, dis- it says it right here, I'm showing you it right here, chapter 11, right? And, and I want you to see this, but God is looking for, listen to me, God is looking for a people who are going to engage with the Lord face to face. He's looking for a people, he's looking for messengers, and everyone in this room is a messenger. He's looking for messengers that will chase after him, We'll find him. It says it right here, verse uh, chapter, te- uh, verse ten. See, we, we see the whole thing happening where where John the Baptist's disciples begin to go to Jesus and say, "Are you the one we're looking for, or is there another one?" If John the Baptist can miss it, you and I can miss it. If John the Baptist's disciples can miss it. You and I can miss it. And I'm, why am I saying this? Because I believe that God is pouring out his spirit right now in this hour. And we have to catch the wave of what he's doing. And it's not every wave that comes. It's not everything that comes into the gate. 
It's not every person, it's not every personality that's coming through the gate of New England that's the next thing. Are you hearing me? Or America. So you have to, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging us so that we align with what God's spoken. We align with the true spirit of, of revival. We align with what it looks like to absolutely go after souls and win souls with the heart of the Father. I'm saying this because it, God is pouring out His Spirit now and there is an open door for evangelism, but it has to come through power, signs, and wonders. I'm going to do it the way Jesus did it, and I'm going to believe for it the way Jesus did it. And John the Baptist came with a message. He came preparing the way. He came breaking down every high thing and brought it low. And he came to, to, to raise up the low places so that we were all on a level path and we were headed towards the Lord. Amen. He made a highway of holiness. And so it, we see this. And, and, and Jesus says, what, what did you go out to the wilderness for? <laughs> what were you looking at? Was it a reed shaking? Who, who, who was out there? And, and there's messengers that are, are releasing words now that are spot on that the rest of the churches thinks they're crazy. So he says this in verse 10, says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. And then he goes on to this, this whole thing. There's no one that's been greater in the earth. Even though John doubted, even though there was a, a ministry that doubted whether that was Jesus was the true move, move of God in the earth, he said this, he exhorted, he exhorted John the Baptist and said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. This is such a paradox at the end of the chapter. Why? You'll see in a moment, but there's, there's this absolute encouragement of Jesus saying go after the kingdom take it by force don't lean back don't wait because I'm doing something in the earth and we don't have to have a passive attitude and we don't have to have a striving attitude but I'm telling you God is calling us to step into a realm where we engage the Lord we engage him he says I, I bring I send my messenger before your face before the face of the Lord, before God himself. And, and so I just have to show you because, and then he goes on in, in verse 16, he says, to whom will I like in this generation? Now let me see, just don't, don't be confused because it says that, that we played the flute and you didn't dance. We mourned, yet you didn't respond well. You didn't grieve with us. And so uh, I'm saying, what is God doing and how are we responding? What is God doing in your life and how are you responding? What is God doing in the greater body and how are you responding? I'm not saying what's, what the newest thing is, the new hot thing. I'm talking what is God's word to the, to the body of Christ right now. And I say he's doing unprecedented things that, he has, that we haven't seen yet. And we have to align with that, moving into it by faith. Moving into it in the realm of faith, believing that he's going to shift things all around us. I don't care what you see in the natural. I don't care what you see. God's going to move. And, and here, <laughs> see, he says this. These are Jesus' words. John neither, 
John came neither eating or drinking, and they say he has a demon. And then he's talking about the, the Son of Man. He says, the Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton, a wine bibber, a, a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors. But wisdom is justified by her children, meaning works or fruit. And so here we are. I want you to just have your eyes focused for a minute because even, even John the Baptist ministry is called a demon ministry and Jesus' ministry is called a drunkard ministry or, or he'll go anywhere with anybody and that's how you, you all should be in this place. Not drunkards. <laughs> but you should be a person that will go to the ends of the earth for the one. And so there has to be a mindset, and it doesn't have to be an event. Come on. You don't have to go out and do evangelism, although we will do events. And we'll go places, but you're going out to talk to people. You're going out to get in their business and to talk to them. And, and really, there's crazy things that the Lord is doing. People want the Word of God. People don't want a script. They want the Word of God. Are you hearing me? And there has to be a cooperation in your heart that says, God, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't discern what's happening right now. But I'm asking you, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you in this hour. Because the Bible says that there were all these cities, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. Capernaum was the miracle place where Jesus' entire ministry flowed out of. And he said, woe to you. And he, he, he basically said that they would be cursed. And they needed to repent because they didn't discern the mighty works that were happening in those places. What am I saying to you today? God is moving, and he's not just moving here. He's moving in other pockets and places. And we can't just say and not be in a place where we're pushing in to the next phase of what God's doing. And it's not about... Jumping on the next bandwagon, although there'll be good things that come, and there'll be divine things that come, and God wants you to come into alignment with that and follow that, but you have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. And I'm telling you, God is moving in healing power. We have testimonies. Actually, one of the young kids had a, a, a didn't he? he ripped the thing off his wrist. He broke his arm, and he was in here a month ago. He took the thing off and threw it away. I guess at home he threw the thing away. And that's just one thing, right? Someone else had their foot healed. Some, you know, someone, there's other things happening, right? My mother will be healed. Come on. There's people in this room that you haven't seen the fullness of healing, that you will be healed, you will be fully healed, and you'll walk in the healing of the Lord. Because that's what the Bible says, right? And so we believe in, in a signs and wonders culture, but it's not just to see the signs and wonders. It's to win people to Jesus. And so here's, here's what I'm, I'm going to just continue to push into today is the Lord is calling us to come to him in this beautiful way. Wisdom is justified by her children. What is the fruit of what God is doing in this hour? And here's the thing. God is looking for us to walk in character. He's looking for us to walk in his beauty. He's looking for us to walk in his presence. He's looking for us to be changed and transformed 
into, a, into him and to look like him and to walk in the realms that he walks in. Are you hearing me? Because that is what you are destined to do. Look at me. That is what you are destined to do. To walk as Jesus walked in the earth. Not just this. And, and I, here's the other thing. Don't, let's not get familiar. Let's not get familiar with people around you. I want you to bond together. That's true. I want you to bond together. I want you to bond to me. I want, we want this to be a family atmosphere. We want to see the Lord do greater things. We want to see the Lord pull community together so tight that we are walking together. And we will die for one another. And we will give our lives for one another. That's not weird stuff. It's just how the body of Christ needs to be designed in this hour. Because that's what it looked like in the, in the, when the church was born on the earth. And the Bible says that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. So that means there'll be a greater bond in the church and we'll walk together in unity, in unity. Not something we try to put together to get all the pastors together to talk together and then everyone's trying to compete with one another. No, no, no. Listen, if we hit the harvest like the wave that I see happening, if we hit the harvest like that, there is not enough room. And I keep saying this, there is not enough room for what God's about to do. 250 seats, it's not enough. 400 seats, it's not enough. Five churches birthed out of this one church, it's not enough. Are you hearing me? I'm trying to get you on track. So don't become so familiar with one another, please don't get familiar with me that you can't receive. Because what happens is, oh, it's just he's doing it again. He's after it again. I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying be careful. Be careful. And honor everyone around you. Honor the words that's in, that are inside of them. Honor the thing that, that this one carries. Honor the th everything that's inside of them. Because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I could see this morning, this morning... This morning when I was praying, I could see clouds with gems. And the Lord said, you are my clouds. What does that mean? That means the treasure in heaven is already working inside of you. There's a treasury that's already being released for your life. He said, we have this, Paul said this, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Listen, stir up the treasure inside of you. Stir up the thing that's inside of you. Believe me, God is saying, I want to release the treasuries of heaven out and through you. So don't wait for an invitation. I keep saying that. Don't wait for another invitation. God's calling you to release the treasure that's inside of you. So if we continue to be quiet, if we continue to be familiar, let's not, look, right? We don't want to be familiar with Jesus' ministry. <laughs> I said about our ministry or the next ministry that comes through. You know, I don't want to, even my friends that are prophets that we've had, I don't want to be so familiar that I can't receive, right? I honor the gift. I honor the gifts that are around me. I want to honor the gifts that are inside of you. Come on, just begin to reveal them. Just begin to show them. Just begin to manifest them. And so I just wanted to to jump down because he gives a rebuke to those cities and I do not want to be that city. Do you want to be that city that's rebuked by Jesus? You see signs and wonders. The Bible says that, that Moses, Moses, he knew God. He knew the ways of God. 
not just the acts of God. And so we want to live in this place where we're, res we're just respectful and we honor. Even in here, I, and I got to announce this, and I'll keep reiterating it. Let's try and keep this place as a sanctuary and not be so casual and have conversation here or, or here. And I just, I just feel like there's something that the Lord wants to do. And if he's working on people on the ground and like blah, 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 last week and talking about what God's doing next week. And you understand? You, I want people, if they're getting surgery from the Holy Spirit, let them get surgery. Don't disturb. Don't put things in the atmosphere around them that they don't need to hear. Okay, can we do that? And we, and we need to, I need to kind of reiterate that because I don't, I don't do it enough. I want people to be touched and changed. I don't want courtesy fall downs. And if, <laughs> right? We want the Lord to touch people. We want the power of God to change people. And guess what? It doesn't come from me. Yes, I have an anointing. Yes, people in this room have an anointing. But it doesn't come from me. It comes from him. When the Lord has you on the table and has you on, as, on a surgery table, listen, I've had all kinds of things happen to me on the ground that changed me, that shift me, that changed the trajectory of my life. And it was one moment. And sometimes it wasn't on the ground. Sometimes it was in the prayer chair. Sometimes it was at home. But we have to allow the Lord to have his way in us in the moments that we engage with him. And so don't anyone disturb it. Don't disturb it. And so be very careful. So I love this because Jesus goes through all this stuff. He basically, he's talking to people like, okay, what ministry were you expecting? Because here I am. It's the Son of God. He's here. And he's ministering in the earth. And powerful things are happening. And then he rebukes the cities that he did mighty moves in that he's seen, have seen massive, mighty moves of God, and he rebukes those cities. And so God, let this city, let this town, let this region always honor the presence of God, always honor the signs and wonders, always honor the, those who come in to salvation in a fresh new way, always honor the things that you're doing. That's what we have to do. We have to be honoring to the presence of the Lord because if I honor the presence of God, guess what? more comes. If I'm honoring God's presence, if I'm honoring his ways, if I'm honoring what he's doing, even if it hurts, ouch, even when he's killing me, I have to honor what he's doing. Even though it didn't come the way I wanted, I honor him anyway. Some of you in this room have been through things that I can't even I can't even imagine things that I don't even understand, things that I don't have theological understanding or explanation for, but you're still here. So he says this in verse 28, finally to my punchline. He says, come to me. All, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest. So do you understand? First he says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. And then he comes at the end of this saying, 
take my yoke upon me. Because I, what I have, it doesn't weigh anything. It'll cost you everything, but it doesn't weigh anything. <laughs> Do you understand? When, when I go before the Lord, when I get in the Lord's presence and I realize everything that he's given me, oh, the joy, the honor, and just he wants to make me a mess. I feel it right now. I feel like the presence of God wants to just destroy you and make you feel like I can't handle another moment with you. Do you understand? This is what God wants to do. When he comes into the room, as he's in this room right now, he's in this room, the same God who healed the woman with the issue of blood when the doctors didn't know what else to do, he's in this place right now. And, and the same God who encountered Elijah on the mountain is in this room right now. And so I live in that expectation that, God, you can do anything at any moment. And please don't leave me out of it. Don't distract me with something else that's going to move me on the outside of that because, God, you're calling me to step in the middle of it. Where the whirlwind of God is, he's calling you to step in the middle of the chaos of God. Can I put it that way? Because when he moves, he moves like a freight train. He moves, he moves gently, and he blows on you. When he moves, he can do however he wants, but just you have to be willing to let him do whatever he wants to do. So God, I just come to you in that way. And so he says, come to me. That's the only place you need to be. We can have the best worship, the best messages. We can have the best altar calls. But if you do not meet him, we miss everything. If it's just charismatic exercises, it's a miss. And it's off someplace where we don't want to be. And we do this in church all the time. We have great services. We have powerful meetings. But people don't encounter the Lord himself. You want a church where you encounter the presence of God. You want to, you want to be with a, a body of believers where you encounter God and his presence. The greatest, the greatest thing that I can receive is when people come in this building and they say to me, I felt the presence of God right when I came in. I felt the peace of God when I came in. That's it. It's good. But my question is, are you meaning Jesus when you're in here? Are you meaning the Lord himself when you're in here? Is the Holy Spirit coming on you with fire and his presence when you're in his presence? Go with me. Uh, wait a second. Did I finish that? Go through half a verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, here's the invitation to everyone in this room. I love it. All the things that we, we, we scheme up for teaching and all that stuff. And we've got great teachers on the earth. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus says, learn from me. Yes. Learn from me. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. But Jesus himself, the person of Jesus, the man 
the, the God-man, Jesus, says, come and learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly. I'm humble. I have such humility, and I don't want to... I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to trust me and come into alignment. And you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so for some reason in our religious mind, we think that God puts all kinds of things on us, requirements and all these things. While he does call us to walk in holiness and righteousness, it's a joy to serve him. It's a joy to walk in righteousness. It's a privilege. It's the privilege I get to walk holy, pure, and clean. It's the privilege I get to drink from the well that he has. It's the privilege I receive from him to walk in the light as he is in the light. And so his burden is extremely light. Yet it'll cost me everything. He wants you to give everything. But what he has, it's not heavy. We want to keep our stuff and walk with him. And that's when things get heavy. Are you hearing me? This is how things become difficult in walking in the kingdom. Is we hold our stuff. We keep our our vices. We keep the things that mess with us. We keep our emotional instability, and we want to walk with the Lord. And that's where things start going sideways because we can't figure out what God's saying because we're listening to all the other stuff. Because it's always, I don't care what it is, it's going to pull you away from the presence of God. When I focus on, what, on the place where I'm depressed or where God hasn't met me, if I focus on that place, it draws my eyes way away from Him. If I focus on my addiction, let me just tell you, as an addict, if I focused on my addiction, I would still be addicted. That doesn't mean I don't tend to the garden. But if I focus on, I want to do that because I want to do that because I want to do that, and compulsive thinking, it keeps me away from the Lord. So the, the, the yoke of the Lord is I look at him, I behold him, and he should draw me further into himself. He draws me further into who he is. He draws me into that place. So his yoke is easy. Just say it. His yoke is easy. It's like you can take a big, deep breath. His yoke is easy. Yeah, and his burden is light. It comes with no encumbrances. You hear me? Like, I don't have to be encumbered with holiness. I don't have to be encumbered with righteous living. It doesn't encumber me. It's a joy. It's a fruit. It's what it looks like when all of a sudden Jesus' fruit starts popping on my life. I'm telling you, it has to be that place where God is all of a sudden boop, 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 boop. And things are popping in your life because, why? Your eyes are fixed on him. Because you've come to him. Because you've come to him. 
Not you thought about coming to him. Not you're looking at him and thinking about moving towards him. The Bible says when you draw near to him, he moves quickly towards you. He moves so fast towards you. John chapter 6. And I love this. We have the same thing. We have the same issue. Jesus is constantly, like, we, we go into these discords that, that Jesus talks, and he speaks all the time, and, and he's always trying to show us lessons along the way, right? So they feed, like, a bazillion people. No, it says 4,000, but then, you know, men and women, it's probably, we'll just call it eight. It might be more. Might be more, right? So they have seven baskets and a few fish. And they end up with an abundance left over. Look at me. God always releases abundance if we obey. If we obey, he releases abundance. If we look at him and we focus on him because he's sitting there with the bread and the fish and he's breaking it and giving it away and giving it to his disciples. And guess what? The multiplication happens when he gives it to you. Collins, they missed that. There's something that he and I were talking about before. When God gives you the basket to give to other people, it continues to multiply. It's in your hands. It's no longer in Jesus' hands. It's in your hands. And so this is the whole thing. They go through this whole thing, right? He doesn't want to leave them. They're, they've been traveling. They've been, they've been walking with Jesus. Jesus' itinerant ministry one-on-one, right? The banners are up. He's got the crusades going. And he said, no, no, we'll feed the people. And the disciples, of course, are just, what do you mean we're feeding these people? We don't have, we got seven loaves and a few fish. And the Lord, of course, says, ah, I got it. Just bring it here. We bring it to the source. You bring what you have to the source, and he will multiply it. You bring exactly what you need and what you think God wants to multiply in your life, and you bring it to him. See, this goes back to our gifts not being our own. If I take my gifts and I give it to him, if I take the things that he's given me and I give it to him, he explodes it. He just magnifies the thing. But we don't understand, no, no, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to be quiet with it. Don't, no, don't pick me. Right? Come on, don't be like that. Jesus said, freely you receive, freely you give. And so, I can't even get to the scripture I was going to get to. The, the, re, the reality is the Spirit of God wants to multiply that which is inside of you again and again. It goes back to treasure. There is treasure inside of you, and it's reflecting, and it's gleaming light, and, there's, and it's multiplying if you just give some of it away. The treasures of heaven inside of you are going to expand as you disperse them to people. Oh. 
And so the Lord, he's talking to the dirty dozen again. He's talking to these guys and he's saying, listen, it's not about the bread. It's not about all these things because all of a sudden they take a boat ride and he's already there. He's already there. But they're talking about the bread. They can't get their minds off the bread. It's just like us. Look, I got feathers in my bag that the Lord manifested, right? They're in my bag. I forget they travel with me everywhere, right? They're just in a plastic bag. Feathers. Angel feathers. They've shown up here. They're gifts to say I'm here. It's a sign, so to make you wonder. That's all. Because there's angels in the room right now. You just don't see them. The Lord's walking up and down the aisle right here, right now. You just don't see him in person. I'm telling you, the bread, we get stuck on the things, right? We get fixated. <gasps> Gold dust, which, praise the Lord, we'll take it. We'll take whatever. <laughs> we'll take it. I'm telling you, the feathers, signs and wonders, miracles, it's good. It's good. But let's not fixate on that because that's just a product of when God shows up. When he's there, all this should happen. When he's there, it has to manifest. When God is in the room, bodies are healed. Devils go. They just go. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So they were fixed on the bread, the miracle bread. It wasn't even manna. It was, it was Jesus' bread, you know. He just broke it up. But he says this. He says this later. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, verse 26, he says, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. I don't know about you, but every now and then I'll read a scripture and then I go, what in the world does that mean? Well, I think I just kind of explained it to you because their eyes were fixated on the thing that he was doing, not who he was. Not who he was. So he says this, he says, do not labor for food which perishes, but for the food which endures with everlasting life, which the Son of God, Son of Man, will give you. Because God the Father has set his seal on him. Amen. Amen. And then he goes on, verse 35. He says, listen, I am the bread of life. So get your mind off the bread baskets. I am the bread of life. Put your eyes on me and watch what happens. Watch how I feed you. Watch what begins to happen. He says, he who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. The Lord wants to sustain you supernaturally more than he wants to even sustain you naturally. Okay, someone, I go back over this side because you guys at least responded. One, one person. I'm telling you. There has to be this place where we trust the Lord in the supernatural because the supernatural is the source of everything. 
I'm glad I have all the facts about sickness. I'm glad. Now it gives me somewhere to go in the supernatural. It's just a report. It's just a report. It's just a diagnosis. It's just a declaration of man, not a declaration of God. So he says this. He says, but I said to you that you have seen me, yet you don't believe. You don't believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. I won't ever push you away. God has everything. My Father has everything, and he gives everything to me. And he says, when you come to me, I don't push you out. You, can, you come to the table. I am the bread of life. You eat from me. I am the bread of life. You shouldn't hunger if you're coming to me. You should never hunger and thirst if you're coming to Jesus. There should be no place where you feel like you lack something, like you're missing something if you're coming to the Lord himself. This is the gospel. That he did everything, he provided everything. He busted up sin, death, and hell by giving everything of himself. By giving everything of himself. Chapter 7. And I'll wind it down. Verse 37. This is the Lord who's crying out on the day of the great feast. He stood on the steps and yelled this. The Bible says he shouted it. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I've said come to me a lot tonight. Here's where the whole crux of the matter is. The Lord is crying. The Lord is declaring. The Lord is beckoning the church. That would be you. That would be me. To come to him. To come to him as the source. To come to him as the place where he feeds you, where he, he quenches your thirst, where those who have the living water inside of them can pour out to those all around. Just like the bread, he's giving you the bread to give to everyone else. He's giving you also water and living water to feed and to thirst and to release a, a refreshing upon the people all around you. We have to be ready. What does the move of God look like? You feeding people. 
you releasing your, just taking care of the thirsty ones. What does the move of God looks like, look like? It looks like you continuing to press in and looking more like Jesus so that people are drawn to you. But no one, no one, no one, no one's drawn unless the Father draws him. So the Spirit of God wants you to come in this place tonight and say, God, if there's any place that I've been looking, if I've been looking any other way, if my attention has been fixed in a different posture, Holy Spirit, come and touch my life right now. Convict me. It's okay. Convict me of what, where I'm at. I want to be drunk in love with you. I want my life to be completely overtaken, and I will give anything to get what you have, God. Anything. I'll do whatever it takes. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. If anyone's hungry, let him come to me. I know it's simple. It's simple, but who's, who's doing it? When God's beckoning the church, when God's beckoning a people, when God is crying out for the church in the last days, ready? He's calling out. He's crying out. See, it's with joy. It's with joy. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's with joy you draw from the water. It's with joy. You look to the Lord. You look to the, to the living one. You look to the one who has rivers of living water flowing through his life, and he's pouring out on you. You look to him, and that life, that substance comes to you, and you take it. You receive it with joy. It's the wells of salvation. How many in the room are saved? Don't raise your hand. I'm coming to get you. Joy comes from the well of your salvation. Are you hearing me? Joy comes from the well of salvation. It doesn't come from anywhere else. No, no. It, we don't even have to have a ha-ha, laugh, laugh, joy in, in the house of God. You should be filled with living water that makes you laugh. That perpetually makes you happy. That you can't wipe the grin off your face. Uh, that there's too much laughter inside of you that you just can't contain it. That you have to give it away. Amen? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He pours out water on everyone who's thirsty. If you come to him. I was going, yeah. I get it. No, we're going to come to him tonight and we're going to receive water. We're going to come to him tonight and we're going to receive bread. We're going to come to him tonight and get re receive something from him. Because there, there, it says this in Isaiah 44 and verse 3. It says, I will pour out water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. So if you're dry tonight, God's going to put a flood on you. Guess what? You don't have to wait till you're dry and parched. You can drink any time. 
You don't have to wait till that time. Right? I will pour out my spirit on your descendants. I like that promise that all my kids are going to get whacked with the Holy Spirit. That my grandchildren are going to get poured out on. That nothing's going to stop the outpouring of God to come upon my family. That it's not going to, I don't care what it looks like, there's going to be an outpouring. I don't care what the conditions are, release it, God, in Jesus' name. And my blessing, and my blessing, and my blessing on your offspring. All you have to do is ask. Come. Come to me. Come to me. Remember that, Isaiah 55, right? It says, ho. Oh. <laughs> says, oh, everyone who's thirsty, come. Come to the waters. Come. You have no money. Come and buy. Come and eat. Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. How many want wine? How many want the fatness of the milk? No, seriously. The anointing's in the milk. The anointing on your life is in the milk. I want to be anointed. Listen, go to the place where the milk is. It's him. He's full of the anointing. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because I'm anointed. I like how, they, how we put that for ordination, that I'm anointed. But no, Jesus is anointed. I'm sorry, Jesus is anointed. And I receive the anointing that flows from Christ onto my life. Onto my life. And that way I walk with the wine, and I walk with the anointing, and I walk with the, the laughter, <laughs> the joy, the wine, the goodness of God, <laughs> the milk, the honey, the sap from the tree. Come on. And the glory of the Lord is going to be poured out in the last days because of that, because he is the fountain of life. He is the fountain of life. Come to me. <laughs> Everyone's getting hit. Okay. Holy Ghost. Start talking about wine and people start going sideways. Glory. Because Jesus says it in Revelation chapter 21. He says, listen, it's done. It's done. It's finished. I mean, that's after the cross. Now he's in heaven and saying it's done. He's reiterating. It's finished. It's over. It, it, I am the beginning and the end of everything. And if you don't come to me, oh, you're going to miss it. And he says, I will give the fountains of life, the fountains of water, to freely, 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 freely to everyone. To everyone. You don't lack one thing. God wants to give you freely. That means I don't have to go pick up a bottle of something so I can get whacked. Oh, come on. I just got this water. That's enough. But it's not, it's not something that. Maybe it is something. <laughs> you hear me? We want the living water. We want the fountain of life. And I can tell you, 
He's going to make you real happy when the fountain of life starts flowing inside of you. When the fountain of life starts flowing inside of you, you're not going to be able to contain the joy. You're not going to be able to sit back and just relax. No, you're going to have joy that you have to give to people. People, I love it when we get laughy in, in public places because people are like, what's the matter with these people? Come on, you spread the joy. And listen, God is going to release an outpouring in this hour. I believe this. I believe this. I believe we are living in the unprecedented time. Right here in New England, we are, we are ground zero for a move of God. And God is already moving. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, the, the velocity and the, the ferociousness of what God's about to do in the region is here if we would just, come on, just begin to step into the fountain of life. If we just come under the glory, in the, in the, in where the spout, where the glory comes out. You, you know what I'm saying? The, the revelation of who he is and God wants to pour out his spirit in these times because he is the water, the fountain of life. He is the one. And we, all we have to do is say, come, Lord. Lord, I come to you. Revelation 22 and verse 17 says this. The spirit and the bride say, come. It's the Holy Ghost inside of the bride that declares and grabs a hold and says, Lord Jesus, come. Because he is coming. He is returning. I just probably need to preach a message on the return of Jesus, I think. I feel it. I feel it coming. I feel it coming because we don't preach about the return of Christ. We have, it's like we don't have hope for it. And I believe this. I believe that the Lord is coming. And he, when he comes, it's going to be valiant. It's going to be wild. And you're, you're a part of it. You get to be a part of it. We get to meet him in the air. Come on. It's better than Marvel ever could be. Ever. Because the spirit of, and the bride say come. There's a beckoning in your heart, and it should be happening even right now in these moments. There should be a beckoning in your heart that calls out to the Lord, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, come. Come. We, we ask that you would come in a fresh new way. Let him come. He, the Bible says this. It says this in that same verse. Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take water and the water of life freely again. It's all free. It costs you everything, but it's free. We don't like that first part, you know. But it's true. It's true. You, we can't do business as usual anymore. Come on, help me out. We can't do business as usual anymore. And the Spirit of God wants to meet with you. Even tonight, right? We always have an opportunity to come before the Lord. We always have an opportunity. Listen, if he's been, if you've been in a place, and listen, you may be like, Lord, I felt, I feel so far away today. I felt so far away the last week, the month, or whatever it is. It could be anything. But the Lord wants to come and minister to you right now, right here. And so I want you to be ready. Come on, stand so we have some. did all that in under an hour. That was good. It is record time. I think it is record time. It is record time. I want you to just put your hands up and we're just going to cry out, come Lord Jesus. And really, I want to do this. I want to do this. I know we do this all the time, but that's okay. We're going to keep doing it. 
Because this is a place where you can come and meet the Lord. You can stay in your seat and meet with the Lord. But I feel like the Lord is, saying, is beckoning every one of us tonight. Because there's places where we've been uh, disappointed. There's places where we feel like he didn't measure up. Oh, you heard me. We feel like God didn't measure up. And God wants to just eradicate that from us right now, really. Because he is more than enough. He's way more than enough. He is the one that I already said to you. The abundance of the heavenly food that's going to come. It's going to come to you right now. The abundance, the abundance of his presence. We want to eat from the bread of his presence tonight.